Welcome, everybody, to the seventh episode of the Green Light Sports Podcast. I'm your host today, Landon Kaler, and he is back. Dave Davis is back today as your co-host, everybody. I'm back again. I'm feeling better. That's good, Dave. And that cold's all gone? Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I mean, every once in a while, you might hear an intense cough, but it's better than it was a couple of days ago, that's for sure. Yeah, you left me out there hanging all by myself. But, Dave, today... We're going to be getting into a nice week five review, and then we're to finish off the episode. It should be a nice, quick, short episode. We're going to finish it off with our pick to click. We're going to pick a team, a player that we think is going to go off this week. Dade, you ready to go? I'm ready. Okay, Dade, this might be our best Friday slate this whole entire year that we're ever going to get, so we should enjoy it. On Friday night, we have first – we have undefeated Louisville going into 3-1 and one NC State. This should be a pretty good game. Louisville is looking legit, and Jake Plummer is playing the part. Dade, what do you think about Louisville-NC State? Could this be a sneaky good game? This is going to be a really good game in the ACC on a Friday night. I can't wait for this game. Hopefully I'm able to watch it because, you know, Friday night lights and that stuff. But, yeah, this Louisville team looks legit. Jack Plummer looks like he might carry this Louisville offense with Jeff Brom and Mastermind head coach. I think Louisville is my favorite team in the ACC. I'm not surprised at the rank this week, and I think they'll back that up on the road against NC State. Yeah, I really like this Louisville team. Let's not forget, this Louisville team does not have to play Clemson or Florida State this year. So their conference is – well, their schedule is looking pretty easy. But now that Duke and Miami are starting to play well, they're going to have to play both of them. But Louisville definitely has a path to the ACC title game, and Jake Plummer definitely looks really good. I think he accounted for six total touchdowns yesterday. Louisville is favored by three and a half on the road on Friday night. But the Friday night game that I think we are all going to be watching, Dave, the best Friday night game we're probably going to get all year, number 10, Utah, undefeated number 10, Utah, is going – into Oregon State. Oregon State's favored by three. This is probably going to be our only ranked matchup on Friday night this whole year. Dade, break this game down for me. Yeah, I can't wait for this game. This game really will make it easier to lean on one team. If Cam Rising was playing, He's they've done a really good job of hiding if he is or not. But I've I have was listening to CBS Sports today, and they said that they could possibly be saving Cam Rising for their bye in a few weeks, they got, let's see. Yeah, they're, they're a bye after this game, I believe. But, yeah, I, th- I think if Cam Rising plays in this game, I think Utah and their defense, their defense is elite. Like, it's crazy. But they they shut down Dante Moore in that UCLA offense. But then Oregon State, you look at their loss at versus Washington State, their defense looked horrible against the pass. Cam Ward could really do whatever he wanted. And they have a pretty good defense. I was I – was, uh, interested into why they broke down so much, but DJ DJ at the helm there, and they're at home. I, I really don't know what to think of this game. It's going to be a good game. Utah's obviously got a good defense. If Oregon gain State, if Oregon State can get on back on track on defense, I think they could win this game. But again, it all depends if we're going to see Nate Johnson or if we're going to see Cam Rising under center for Utah. Yeah, Nate Johnson has obviously filled that role pretty much as best as you can when they took down uh, UCLA last week, but their defense is definitely the highlight of their team. This is kind of the classic offense versus defense mashup. As I was looking, I was, as I was researching this game, 
Utah's defense is elite, and these statistics back it up. Utah only allows – has only been allowed nine and a half points per game. That's sixth in the nation. They only allow 263.8 yards per game. That's 10th in the nation. And their third down defense, as I dug more into this game, the more and more I became impressed with this Utah defense. Their third down defense is the best in the nation. Opponents only convert on their third downs about 19.6% of the time. And then they also create turnovers. Utah is has a plus five turnover margin. That's ninth in the nation. This Utah, this Utah defense is legit, but – I really like this Oregon State team, as I've been saying since the beginning of the season. So this is definitely going to be a really interesting one to watch. Let's go to Saturday. We can skip over this Penn State-Northwestern game because we all know Northwestern might get beat by 50. Let's stop at this 11 o'clock game in Boulder. USC goes into Colorado. USC is favored by 21.5. The over-under is 73.5. That's a lot of points, so hopefully this will be a fun game to watch. Dave, do you think Colorado can at least put up a little bit of a fight to USC? Yeah, I, th- I think Colorado will definitely put up a bigger fight just because USC's defense is a lot weaker than Oregon's. Yeah, don't don't be surprised if there's going to be points for up in this game because obviously Caleb Williams and his talented receiving core. But then you also got to look at Colorado. They're coming into this game. They just got ripped by a bunch of national media outlets they're bad, the bad guys now after being the good guys. So I think Colorado comes to your point hard, but I think USC, again, I like I said, when it was Oregon, Colorado, I think USC just has way more talent. Uh, I think they're probably a little bit better on defense as well, even though their defense is pretty bad. But don't be surprised if this game is closer and if there's a ton of points scored in this game. Yeah, I think this game will have to be closer than the Oregon game. Dave, did you see that video that Oregon just put out today? Uh, was it the one of Dan Lanning, Dan Lanning saying they're playing for clicks and we're, and we're playing for wins? Is that what the one? Yeah, but Oregon just tweeted out a video. I think it was about three hours ago. It was of a bunch of Colorado players just, like, talking a bunch of crap before the game. Oh, I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know what I think is going on here a little bit? What's that? I think Oregon – is trying to rile up Colorado as much as possible, try to get them as angry as possible going into this USC game. Because let's not forget, Oregon did not talk at all before. Well, I mean, Dan Laney, obviously, right before the game, but in the week leading up to that game, they were not posting anything. Dan Laney wasn't coming out and saying anything to the media. They did not want to like rile Colorado up. But now that they beat them, they're trying to get as Colorado as mad as possible and trying to give them fuel, I think, to take down this USC team. It's kind of a good play by Oregon. Yeah, That's yeah. the way I see this. Yeah, like I said a couple podcasts ago, Colorado really has a third dimension to a team, and that's getting into your head. Because, man, I don't, I don't know how some of those teams can play composure with all that talk. Yeah, and then obviously they showed Oregon playing with lots of composure. Oregon did not talk. As Dan Laning would say it, they talked with their pads. Oh, yeah. But – I think Oregon definitely is trying to rile up Colorado right now to try to give USC uh, their first Pac-12 loss. But I think USC will handle business, but I, I expect it to be closer than 42 to seven, 42 to 6, that is. Let's move along. 
stayed on that game for a while. Florida is going into Lexington, Kentucky to face undefeated Kentucky. Kentucky is actually favored by one point in this game. Dade, I think this game could be a pretty big sleeper game in the 11 o'clock slot. Let me know your opinion on it. Yeah, that's very. I'm very interested into why is Kentucky is uh, favored. I get they're at home and it's an 11 o'clock game. Florida may be sleepwalking into this game, but I really don't get it. Yeah, Florida kind of played bad against Marshall last week. It's we're, We need to get used to teams having these letdown games after big wins because it happens. Teams come out flat, and it's not always going to be easy. But I don't know, man. Devin Leary's good, but I just don't think he could carry Kentucky. And when you look at Kentucky, they really haven't played anyone. So I'm, um, I want to stay away from this game if you're, like, making predictions or picks or whatever because I really like Ford. I just think they're, they're, they need to show me they're a little bit more consistent. But I think Graham Mertz can get the job done on the road. Yeah, I like Ford in this game. I really don't know why. Kentucky has that one point. If I'm a better, which I'm not, I'm not a hundred deckers because we're both under 21. That's about the fifth time I mentioned that. <laughs> it's going to keep coming up all year, people. But if I was a hundred deckers, I would be hammering this Florida money line. I'd be hammering it because Devin Leary, he's he's a solid. I'm not going to say he's coming. I'm not going to come out and say he's good. I kind of think he's on the little overrated. Because Kentucky has played absolutely nobody. Absolutely nobody. So I do not want to come out and say Kentucky's good. I do not want to come out and say Devin Leary's good. Because I think they might get exposed by Trevor Etienne in this Florida offense this weekend. Let's go to another SEC matchup. This is a pretty big SEC matchup. Even though these are two unranked teams, I think this is a very big SEC matchup. Um, Texas A&M at Arkansas. Texas A&M is favored by six and a half. But I think Connor Wigman is still questionable going into that game after uh, I think, he left. Actually, um, I think he's out for the season, I believe. I just saw something about that. Are you that. serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Because I think – because Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I believe it's Max Johnson who's playing for the rest of the season. Yeah, and but Max Johnson looked well um, yeah. when he came in last week. Against Auburn, I believe. But, Dade, do you think Texas A&M's favored by six and a half? Do you think Max Johnson in his first collegiate start will get it done against K.J. Jefferson in Arkansas? Uh, I think I think they'll be able to get it done. Arkansas coming off two really deflating losses, a tough close loss against LSU, and then two weeks ago a tough loss to BYU at home. But I think Arkansas definitely has a shot with the veteran quarterback, K.J. Jefferson. I have really no concern that Wiegman's out because Max Johnson has some what experience coming from LSU, and he's 22 years old, so he's been in college for a while now. So he knows what it's like playing in the SEC. But I, I think Texas A&M, they're a little bit different this year. Uh, Jimbo Fisher's on the hot seat, so he's going to be doing everything to win this game. They cannot afford to drop a game like this, so I think Texas A&M wins. Yeah, I think Arkansas is definitely a sneaky team as they were close with LSU. For, I think they only ended up losing by three. I think Arkansas is a sneaky team in the SEC, and I think they can kind of sneak up on teams like a Texas A&M and obviously LSU. But both these teams really need this win. Arkansas cannot afford to go below 500 and go 0-2 in SEC play. And Texas A&M needs to keep this going as they had those crazy high expectations per, like, 
every single year going into this game. Dade, this 11 o'clock slate I think is the best slate of this weekend. We have Clemson going into undefeated Syracuse. This game could be very, very interesting. Dade, where should we start? Well, I really like the Syracuse team. I don't think enough people are talking about them. Garrett Schrader is a great quarterback. He can run the ball. He's big. He can also throw it. But And then this Clemson team, they really show me that they're not out of this ACC contender as as being an ACC contender. Kate Klubnick looked better. Bush should be super talented. Uh, they just made too many mistakes against Florida State. They definitely should have had that. Again, like when you look at the games, that Duke game should have been closer. They made plenty of mistakes that could have been prevented. They just shoot themselves in the foot in these close games and big games. But – I really don't know where to I, – I really like Clemson, but I also really like Syracuse to get a signature signature win here. Uh, if you if you were picking this game, like I said earlier about one of the other games, I'd want to stay away from this game. But I think this is going to be a really fun game to watch. Yeah, this is a must win for Clemson. They are 0-2 in ACC play for probably the first time in forever. I don't know if they've ever been 0-2 in ACC play in at least the last 20 years. But Clemson, this is a must win. If they want to stay relevant, if they want to stay ACC title contenders, if they want to stay that Clemson status, that Davos Sweeney status, that national championship status, they want to keep that culture, they cannot drop this game. If they drop this game, they'll be 2-3 and three on the season. That's below 500. When was the last time Clemson was below 500 going into October? I don't even know. And if they don't have a win in ACC play going into October, this is this is an absolutely must win for Clemson, and they cannot lay an egg whatsoever. But Syracuse, this is kind of their time. They see a weakened Clemson. They see a deflated Clemson. And Syracuse, this is if they want to attack, they can attack. They're going to want to throw big shots in this game. They're going to want to put up points. They're going to want to do anything they can to get Clemson out of their rhythm. And Clemson has to avoid the mistakes. They have allowed 36 points off turnovers, I think, already through the season. And I think they only allowed 38 all last year. So they have to cut down on turnovers. Their defense has to step up. And they have to close out games late. This is a must win for Clemson. But I think Syracuse will definitely keep this thing close. I'm not going to pick it because I got no clue who's going to win this one. Let's move to a 2:30 game. Georgia takes on Auburn. Georgia's favored by 14 and a half. Dade, how much is Georgia winning by? Uh, I think this is a classic. Georgia goes into your house and destroys you. I think they're. I had some questions a couple of weeks ago about their stars because Carson Beck's in the offense really got off to a slow start, especially with Brock Bowers. He's probably the most talented tight end, and he finally got going last week. But I think they're strong, they're getting better every week, is which you want to see. So I think in Georgia just goes into Auburn and a blue race. Um, Auburn is not good at all, even though the three run. But you really look at the teams they played. No one good really except Texas A and M, and they got walked by them. And then they almost lost to California on the road, and they're horrendous. So I think I like UGA in this one. I think Carson Beck finally silenced the doubters on this offense and shows that they're a legit team. Number one. Team. Yeah, Carson. Yeah, Carson Beck looked really good last week, but again, that was against a UAB defense. But Auburn's offense looks absolutely awful. Peyton Thorne 
does not look like the guy there. I oh, their offense is painful to watch. I stayed up late one night to watch that Cal Auburn game, and it looked like nobody wanted to win that game. They just kept giving the ball back and forth between each other. And then uh, that Texas A&M game, that one was a hard watch for sure. That's an understatement. Let's keep moving. Uh, one of two ranked games on Saturday, we have Kansas going into Austin to face number three undefeated Texas. Texas is favored by 16 and a half at home. Gabe, do you think Kansas, number 24, newly ranked Kansas, could possibly pull off the massive upset? I think out of all the games this week, I am most excited for this. I've been telling everyone since they beat Illinois that Kansas is legit, guys. Invest stock in Kansas. They have an electric offense. They have a veteran quarterback in Jalen Daniels now that he's finally healthy after week one. This man's electric. I watched him versus Illinois, and, man, he is quick. Texas is going to have to contain him, but I, I don't think Texas will have any problems. They have a good defense. I really want to pick Kansas in this game, but I I think Texas is just more talented. Quinn Ewers looks like a veteran quarterback. He looks so much more mature than last year. I just got to pick Texas here, but I I think you – if you're picking this game, I think you take the under, and I also think you take Kansas to cover, but I think you take Texas to win this game. Yeah, Kansas has looked good, but they've also looked a little shaky at times. Let's not forget that close game against Nevada. I think that was that was a late kick on in week three, I want to say. I think that was in week three. They were they played Nevada way too close for comfort. This Kansas team, again, they're undefeated. They looked really good last week. Um, I think Texas just is more talented. If you just look down these rosters and compare them, Texas is just leaps and bounds, just more athletic. They're faster. They're bigger. They're stronger than Kansas. And I think Texas will win. How much is the question? I don't know. I don't really have Kansas keeping this one close, though. I think Texas will have a considerable lead going into the fourth. and No need to sweat this one for the Longhorns. Let's keep moving. A game I want to touch on um, just really quick. Undefeated Missouri, they're finally ranked for the first time. They get to play a very bad Vanderbilt team. Obviously, I think Missouri is going to blow them out. But I kind of I just want to point out Missouri right now. Missouri is kind of being a sleeper team. They hit the 61-yarder against Kansas State. Um, they look pretty good. Dave, do you think Missouri can cause some noise in the SEC or possibly be kind of an SEC dark horse of some sort? Uh, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Outside of the Kansas State game, they really haven't looked good in really any of their games. They had a one-score game with MTSU, Middle Tennessee State, if you don't know what that stands for. But and then they come back after beating Kansas State, have a little bit of a letdown versus Memphis. Memphis is not as good as they've been in recent years. So I don't know. I, I just think Missouri, I don't I don't know if they're legit. I think they're definitely make a bowl game, but I don't think they're an SEC contender right now. Uh, I think Brady Cook, he's a good he's a good quarterback for Missouri, but I I just don't know yet. Yeah, let's go to this. This is a weird kickoff time. This is 6 Eastern. Let's get to another ranked game that's, again, really interesting. LSU at Ole Miss. LSU is here by two and a half, but they had a big scare against 
Oh, who was that? Arkansas last week. And then Ole Miss, their offense, I think that was the lowest Lane Kiffin has been held to since joining, since becoming the head coach at Ole Miss in SEC play. I think they're held, held to 10 points. So both these teams kind of on the edge. There's no nothing secure in this game. Dade, what do you see in this LSU Ole Miss matchup? Yeah, I think the biggest question when you look at this game is what LSU team is going to show up in this game. They've probably been the most inconsistent top 25 team we've seen all year. They had a good half versus Florida State. Second half was bad. Uh, they had a good game versus Mississippi State. Daniels had probably one of the best games by a quarterback I've ever seen, most efficient. And then they go last week in Ar versus Arkansas and almost lose. So I think the good LSU team shows up for this game, and I think they beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss – Jackson Dart can't do it all. They need to get the run game going. Obviously, they throw the ball a lot. It's air right out there in Ole Miss, but I just don't think Ole Miss is talented enough that it showed versus Alabama. And I think LSU wins this game, but don't be surprised if it's close. Yeah, this game could get interesting. Again, I really think that Mississippi State team that they beat <coughs> – excuse me, making me all sick, Dave. I really think that Mississippi State team that they beat, that Mississippi State is bad this year. I really think that Mississippi State is not good this year. I don't really think they're – I think it's kind of a false hope for LSU fans and just kind of everybody. So I kind of think that was not a fluke, but I don't really – I don't trust LSU at all. So, uh, again, this is another hard one to pick. Ole Miss is at home. But – Oof. I'm actually not – I'll leave that game for later, Dave. I'll leave that yeah. game for later. Let's get into another ranked game. Notre Dame at Duke. Again, Excuse me. this Excuse one me. is very interesting. I think Notre Dame is a very, um, very complete team. I really think they're well-rounded on all sides, even though they dropped that Ohio State game. And then Duke, obviously, they're undefeated. Dave, what do you see out of this top 20 matchup? Uh, Yeah, I think Notre Dame last week, that was a really deflating loss for them. They definitely should have won that game. Again, having 10 people on the field for the last two plays of the game just cannot happen if you're Marcus Freeman. But I think this Notre Dame team is definitely not another college football playoff, and I think they're definitely realize that, and they're going to be playing hard. They're going to come into Duke. They're going to be mad. Uh, they have a gauntlet of a schedule, so this is just one of the games out of, like, four possibly ranked games that they have. So this is going to be fun to watch them. But going back to the game, Duke obviously having a surprise season. Riley Leonard looks like an NFL quarterback really right now. He can run the ball, and he's getting it done through the air. I think it just comes down to Notre Dame being the more complete team. They were used to being on the spotlight, unlike Duke. But I think Duke definitely – Puts up a good fight. Yeah, this Notre Dame schedule is absolutely brutal. So they cannot afford to drop this game right here. It is a way. Um, again, I'm just looking down Notre Dame's schedule. That USC game is just looming there. And, and that game is going to be, especially if Notre Dame runs the table up until that game, and as well as USC. That is going to be a massive game in terms of college football playoff potential. I really like Notre Dame in this game. Um, 
I don't really trust Riley Leonard. Again, like he's beat Clemson, but I haven't really seen the production from him at all. I think he – I don't know if he's thrown for more than like 225 <laughs> yards all season. And he's not really been putting up the touchdowns. He hasn't been giving me the numbers. But, again, that's kind of all – I guess you can kind of throw that underneath the table yeah. like because they've won. But I don't really – I'm not fully convinced on this Duke team. Obviously, they'll have a chance to convince me at on ABC at 7.30 Eastern yeah. time. Yeah, Let's I keep agree. it moving. I think uh, if I'm not a Dano, if you're going to let Duke win the game, you're going to have to let them win through the air. I think you're going to have to make the pr- receivers prove that they can make plays. And I think really if you just keep Riley Leonard in the pocket and don't let him run, I think Notre Dame can cruise to an easy win. Yeah, and obviously, if you can lock up Calhoun, he is – obviously, if you can lock up Calhoun, he is the uh, Duke's main receiver. Riley Leonard doesn't really target that many people. So, if you can take away um, the run game and make Riley Leonard throw the ball 30, 40 times in a game, I think you'll win because I really don't trust in Riley Leonard's arm to carry Duke to a win because let's look back to that Clemson game. Clemson just gave Duke gift after gift after gift. I think they turned the ball over like three times in their own red zone and the Duke just has short fields and Duke was under no pressure pretty much that whole entire game just because how uncompetitive Clemson looked. So I don't – I really like Notre Dame in this game, even though it, it is at Duke. But let's keep moving. South Carolina at Tennessee. They, this game is another very interesting one on the slate that people could be overlooking. Uh, who do you think will win between this South Carolina and Tennessee game? Oh, yeah, I think this is a very interesting game. I think South Carolina is a pretty good team. They show that they competed with Georgia. Spencer Rattler looks like he's finally – being been able to find some consistent play there in South Carolina. And then I think Joe Milton really has got to figure out his his court this quarterback job. And he just we can't keep on asking this question is if he is if he's gonna be able to lead this Tennessee offense or else you might be seeing Nico uh coming out soon. But yeah, I I don't know really know what to think of this game. I think this is a game that Tennessee could definitely struggle in, especially with a little bit better defense and an unproven offense. But I think Tennessee escapes with a close win. Yeah, the Tennessee is favored by 12 points in that game. That kind of seems a little inflated to me based off of just ranked team versus non-ranked team. But obviously Vegas knows their ball. This is in Knoxville, so that could have also inflated the line a little bit more. But let's not overlook, even though South Carolina is 2-2 two and two and they're 1-1 one one in SEC play, Spencer Rattler has been slinging that thing. He's thrown for almost, what, he's thrown? for 1200 over 1200 yards seven touchdowns and has only thrown two picks that is very very impressive and i don't don't be surprised if spentler rattler spencer rattler excuse me and south carolina can keep this game close especially going into the fourth let's keep moving alabama at mississippi state dade alabama should blow them out right Oh, uh, yeah, I think Alabama has another get-right game with Jalen Monroe. 
Uh, I still have some questions about that, but I definitely, like I said a few podcasts ago, he gives you the best chance to win out of the whole QB room. But Mississippi State, the team is not good at all. They got beaten pretty bad by LSU the other week and then uh, lost to South Carolina by a touchdown. But it's going to take some while for this Mississippi State team to find really what their identity is, especially with the air raid offense with Mike Leach. Uh, tragically not here anymore. And they're running the ball more, so they're still trying to find that run game. But, yeah, I think Alabama wins this game. They just got to get the passing game. This uh, I was thinking, like, we're so used to Alabama teams having that quick strike ability, able to go down and score a touchdown really fast, put up a ton of points. But I really don't think this that's the identity of this Alabama team. Uh, and, again, we learned that because, like, you can't judge a team off of a few weeks. But after four or five weeks – like we've seen Alabama winning these grinded out games. So I think their identity is definitely win on defense and run the ball and maybe stay away from throwing the ball a lot. Yeah, this Alabama defense is legit. They are good. I don't really think people are realizing how good this Alabama defense is and it's kind of being overshadowed by the struggles of the offense. But this could be the best Alabama defense in the past, well, I don't know, three, four, maybe five years. I really think that um, Texas didn't really score on them a lot. Like, I think they only had 17 points going into the fourth on them. And then, of course, Milrow threw two picks, and they had short fields, and they capitalized on that. But I really think this Alabama defense is really good. And don't be surprised if Alabama might shut out Mississippi State with Jalen Milrow. It goes interception-free. I really like this Alabama team. And then we're just going to get into one last game. Number seven, Washington, favored by 18 and a half, goes into Arizona. Dade, how many touchdowns is Michael Penix throwing for this week? Four. Actually, no, five. Five. I'm going to go five. I feel like that's what he's been throwing all year. Yeah. He is absolutely crazy. And then um, if you really want to stay up late, you can watch undefeated Fresno State host winless Nevada. But that game won't be too exciting, I don't think. Okay, Dave, let's get into our final segment of the day. Pick to click. Dade, who is your pick to click? Uh, My pick to click this week is the Iowa offense. We know oh. how bad – we know how bad I was at a Penn State. Listen, everyone's mad. Obviously, we know a little bit more because we were around the program a little bit more, and I pay more attention to, like, all the interviews and stuff. But, yeah, they don't really sound too happy. Everyone sounds pissed off. Kay McNamara doesn't sound too happy, and I don't blame him because he basically came to Iowa to be the worst offense in uh, Power 5 and perhaps even Group of 5. But, man, that was horrible at Penn State. And they're going against a Michigan State team that is absolutely horrible. They might be the worst Big Ten team uh, this season. And they don't even have a coach that they just – they just fired their coach today, actually. They're not good. They absolutely got blown. They got killed by Washington. And Washington's good, obviously. But they're at home. They had to go across the country and play them. And, yeah, I, I just think Iowa gets back on track. I think this is a get-right game for them. At home, prime time, big game. That is an absolutely awful take. What even is a click for Iowa? Is that 21 points? Is that considered a click? I think I think if Iowa scores 
14 points, I think, in any game. any if they play anyone in the country, I think that gives them a chance to win. They, they just got to give score some points because this defense will get a stop whenever you need to. The Mavericks number is 14 points. Dave, let's not forget last week Penn State had 20 more plays than Iowa had total yards. That is absolutely awful. I'm going to go with um more realistic pick-to-click. I kind of hinted at this, I guess, but I got Notre Dame – specifically their offense and Estime and Hartman, I really think they're going to get it going against Duke. I think they're going to put up 35-plus points against this Duke defense, and I think Notre Dame is going to cover that six-point spread in Durham, and I think they're going to escape with a big-time W and a big-time boost, I'll say, in their ranking and national perception after that Ohio State loss. Okay, Dave, is there anything else you want to add before we cut this one off? Uh, not really. I mean, I hope none of you guys uh, get sick from this little cold that's going around through the podcast. Hopefully we don't get you guys sick. That was, I was trying my best to hold in those costs, man. But it's football season. That means allergy season or cold season, I should say. <laughs> yep, sure does, Dave. I think you did a pretty good job. Would you cough one, twice? Oh man, I'm about to I'm about to cough when we get a, a lot after we get off this because I've been holding it in because I don't want to hear you guys, or I don't want to give you guys some bad noises from this podcast. But yeah, that wraps it up. Um, I and I'm gonna add one more thing. I'm gonna be make recording the MLB playoff because the MLB playoffs is just right around the corner, so I can't wait for that. I'm gonna be covering that. Lane is not not much of a baseball guy, so. That's gonna, I'm going to be solo for my so, first solo podcast. So, Yep, I'm going to have to sit this one out. I do not care for baseball. I do not know baseball, and I don't pretend to know baseball. So we're leaving that one up to date. Thank you, guys, especially if you're listening all the way to the end of this podcast. This one will drop probably – we're recording this, what, Wednesday night? We'll probably drop Thursday morning, maybe Thursday night. Thank you guys all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.